Hi, everyone, and welcome into the Prep Ticket Podcast, your source for recruiting and high school sports in the state of Texas. I'm Joe McCann here, once again, joined by Ward Fasol. What's up, Ward? How you doing today, sir? Doing great, man. We've got plenty to talk about today. We're going to talk some recruiting in the show. We're going to look at a few games to watch. Uh, we also have uh, Adam Coleman from the Houston Chronicles going to join us to talk about some hot topics, including uh, IMG Academy. We'll have more on that in uh, just a minute. But let's uh, start off with a few recruiting notes, Ward. Uh, or let's like start injury notes. Yeah, let's uh, do injury notes because Sam Ellinger from Ellinger, excuse me, from uh, Austin Westlake, he's down again, and now right. they say he's going to miss the regular se- the entire regular season. He may be ready for third round of playoffs, but it's a thumb, right? He, yeah, yes. it's just another another blow for him back down there, and. I guess the good news is they they found ways to win without him, mm-hmm. so they know they now can. They have to. Now they have to do it. Right. And yeah, it, it, it's a bummer. It just seems to be snake bitten this year. After I mean, thing is, he's got that state championship ring from a year ago, so we'll right. always have that to take with him from his Westlake days. And you know, who knows? Maybe they could like he, maybe he will come back if they can get to the third round of the playoffs without him, and, and could still lead him on a big run. But you know, that to me sounds really optimistic. And and for his yeah. sake and Westlake's sake, I hope he is able to come back and they make it that far. But uh, you know, who knows? What kind of playoff matchups they'll end up with if they're able if they lose a couple games maybe they wouldn't uh, otherwise lose here down the stretch and maybe get a playoff matchup that's not as favorable right. and if they go out early um, but it, it's a bummer because you know you always want to see the best players out there for the best games and right. uh, but so I know Westlake fans are bummed and we- and Ellinger's uh, bummed as well they've played a lot of their tough teams earlier on I mean they only have uh, three four games left and. Uh, if they can gel with the quarterback they got in there, maybe they can make a get himself a good seating. Yeah, so we'll uh, keep an eye on Westlake without Sam Ellinger, but obviously probably not the firepower they had. They lost to uh, Lake Travis last week, by the way, pr- pretty handily. Yes, Lake did. Travis was that, that was a dominant. We talked about the game. I thought it'd be a great game, but right. boy, Lake Travis that it's Lake had Travis something to show. Is something they, else. God bless it. That's a that's a good team, man. That, that's a team that could be playing well into December, exactly for sure. Hey, uh, another um, recruiting note as far as top players in the state. Uh, Marvin Wilson looks like he has a big uh, vis- uh, visit coming up this weekend. Yeah, he's switched it over to going to UT game there. I mean, UT's playing Iowa State, and he's going down there. A lot of people think that's just his way of you know showing support for Charlie Strong, but he's going to go check that game out, and maybe uh, maybe Texas can get. Can sway him a little bit. Yeah, it sounded like he was originally scheduled to go to Ohio State. Right. Um, I know uh, he said Ohio State kind of came on his radar after he was on the sideline for Oklahoma and watching Ohio State kind of beat down the Sooners. Right. Uh, I think he, Ohio State really wasn't on his list before that game, but then right. they kind of were. And I know Urban, if Urban Meyer gets him on campus, watch out. He may not let him go without <laughs> exactly, a verbal commitment. Without him signing but, um, but, yeah, I th- I, that is interesting to me. You brought up the point about Charlie Strong. Uh, and maybe it is a sign of a show of support for him. Right. And you know, I know, I know some Texas fans may be torn on Charlie Strong because I think everybody really likes the guy and right. really wants him to win. He's just he just can't. He's just not right. <laughs> he, he finally got an offense. He's finally got a quarterback who's right. throwing the ball for him. And now all of a sudden he didn't have a defense. And I bet he wishes he could suit up Marvin Wilson right. for the rest of this season, and that would solve all his that's problems. A, that's a selling point to to Marvin too. He's like, hey, I got the I got this part done. Yeah. You're going to be the you're going to be the stalemate on the defense if you yeah. can come down here. Yeah, Wilson's uh, commitment is going to be interesting because he was high on LSU before Les Miles was fired. Right. And so now they're going undergoing a coaching change. I'm not sure where he stands there. But like I said, a lot of recruits really like Ed Ogeron, the interim coach there. So if he gets the full-time job, that would be interesting. If they get Tom Herman, as many speculate, maybe that – I know he likes Tom Herman a lot too. Right. I mean, recruits love Tom Herman. And he's and, about – I think he's about ready to start playing again. You know, he's been out with right. a nagging injury. We'll, we'll ask Adam about that a little later on. But – he may be ready to get back on the field and 
show his stuff. So he's had a lot of downtime to think about what, you know, recruiting yeah. and where he might want to go. Yeah, he took an unofficial to Notre Dame. Too. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of teams still in his, his recruitment's wide open. I bet that goes all the way down to signing day oh, no with, with Marvin Wilson. So uh, that's an interesting thing to follow in the, uh, in the recruiting world. Speaking of recruiting, I, uh, I, I love Twitter wars when people get to, sp- you know, spout <laughs> off at each other and things get a little heated. I just kind of like to sit back and watch the carnage. That kind of happened on uh, Twitter the past couple days when uh, – what is believed an IMG Academy coach, IMG Academy, of course, in Florida, uh, reached out to Craig Williams, a running back at uh, Crosby, right. and it started a whole big thing. And to kind of get into that, we're going to bring in Adam Coleman. He's going to join us on the phone now. He is a sports reporter at the Houston Chronicle, and you can also catch him on Inside High School Sports, which airs on KHOU in the Houston area. Hey, Adam, thanks for joining us. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, first thing we want to talk about with you, Adam, is the uh, story you posted on uh, Wednesday on uh, on the Houston Chronicle about uh, IMG Academy contacting a player at Crosby. What exactly happened there? Well, yeah, um, apparently, and again, you know, uh, Tyrone Dixon is his name. Uh, whether he's um, an actual IMG assistant or works for them, you know, you kind of have to wonder about that, but... He apparently uh, sent a direct message to uh, 2018 Crosby running back Craig Williams, wishing him uh, good luck uh, in the Dayton game uh, this weekend and asking and inviting him to uh, him and his family to uh, you know contact him about uh, looking at IMG and uh, looking at uh, possibly joining the program. So Craig, um, and it's kind of funny, he replied to the message, "Y'all can't be Crosby though." <laughs> um, he. <laughs> Uh, forward that message to his coaches, and his coaches decided to, uh, to tweet about it. Um, and his coach, uh, Marvin Nash, who is the uh, offense coordinator um, at Crosby, uh, he, he you know, posted the screenshot and also wrote his message, um, basically telling IMG, um, you know, we, anytime somebody tries to attack our players, our players come to their trusted coaches. You guys need to stay in your lane, and we'll stay in ours. Um, and hashtag family over Florida, hashtag cold red, which is their, which is their mantra. Uh, basically him, and another thing in the message that he said was coach, and I use the term loosely, uh, you know, so uh, basically he was just denouncing uh, IMG Academy and, you know, got a lot of retweets. And then Coach Nash had the backing of his coaching staff, of, of his fellow coaches, uh, the head coach, Jeff Reardon, um, also tweeted out the, the screenshot that uh, Craig sent him and said, hey, coaches, beware of guys like this trying to get at your kids. Beware of this. These guys have no moral compass. And um, as as expected, a lot of other Texas high school football coaches uh, chimed in um, with words of encouragement and support. Um, and I haven't seen Tyrone Dixon. I haven't seen him tweet since yesterday, so I don't know what's going on there. But, I mean, this is – I mean, this is basically what it is with IMG Academy. Um, they they recruit na- nationally and they try to get kids um, who maybe are entering their senior year, top-notch recruits, and they kids who feel like, hey, I want to go play somewhere where um, I can be prepared for the next level. But um, in doing that, they are taking kids away from local programs to the ire of um, Texas high school football coaches. IMG Academy is public enemy number one in Texas high school football among the coaching community. Um, in the story I mentioned, uh, Clown Oak coach uh, David Smith, he wrote an open letter to Texas high school football coaches basically denouncing IMG Academy. Um, 
They, you know, I don't have – sometimes I'm, I have a problem getting coaches speak about certain things, but IMG Academy, <laughs> they they will – they have no problems mm-hmm. letting you know uh, how they really feel about IMG Academy. And and basically, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of people feel like it's just everything wrong with high school football. There's no sense of community uh, with IMG Academy. It's all about money. It's It's – Coaches liken it to a team of mercenaries, things of that sort. Um, in Texas high school football, it's about it's about passion. It's about playing for your community. It's about brotherhood. It's about playing for a state championship and things of that sort. Um, and people, they feel like IMG Academy is trying to disrupt that um, in every way possible. So uh, that's that's what basically that, that was all about. And um, another coach, the Heights coach, uh, Stephen Dixon, said, this is the same guy who tried to get at one of my players on Twitter and convince him to come check out IMG. So they, they see it as a seedy, you know, no moral compass kind of program that's trying to steal players away. And um, they just wanted to put it on blast and put it on display for everybody to see, like, hey, we need to stop these guys. So that's basically what that was. Yeah. They've been recruiting, you know, all over the country, but this is probably one of the first times that anybody has screenshot it, put it on blast. And, and nobody's really heard about them going into the uh, into a player's DMs and and dipping in there and trying to trying to grab a player that way, what kind of back or what kind of not backlash but what kind of response do you think you'll get here from IMG? You said you haven't heard anything yet or seen any tweets yet, but is that something that is this even going to deter them or are they just going to keep doing what they're doing? Um, honestly, man, I think they're going to keep doing what they're doing. Now, the interesting thing is this is the first time I think you just kind of said it. Uh, this is the first time that they've um, um, I've seen them maybe try to DM a player and get him to look um, at the program because um, what, from what I've heard, they usually meet up with players. They may go out and scout and things of that sort, and it may have it may be a meeting that happens and a coach never knows about it. But this is the first time I've ever heard of them trying to send a direct message. So maybe they might since it's been put out there in the public now maybe they might try to stop doing that and stop sending direct messages but for the most part from what i've heard and what i've seen that they usually go out and meet face to face with with kids who they think might be interested or that that they're trying to get um so this is the first time i've seen it happen on twitter but you know i tell people all the time um img they're not they're not going anywhere you know and and i know people feel like that they are this this evil entity but um, and it's okay to feel like that, but I don't think they're going anywhere um, just because there is another side to it, and they offer right. – there are some kids who are attracted by what they offer, which is college-like facilities, and and people – and those kids feel like, hey, when I'm practicing, I'm going against a Division One corner who's going to Ohio State. Um, and, and in my local school, I'm practicing against a backup player, and players are attracted by that. I don't think IMG is going anywhere. Yeah, they're not. I think it's one of those things. It's gonna be. Yeah, it, it's gonna. It's gonna. It's hard to to stop. And I think there's there's this feeling that people want to eradicate IMG. I don't think you can do that. I mean, because they do offer some things that some players, hey, they feel like, hey, they like it. But but coaches want to limit it as much as possible, especially in the state of Texas, by not scheduling them. I think I've heard that Georgia, the state of Georgia, has banned teams from scheduling IMG. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't that think we'll see IMG play. Yeah, okay. And, and I don't think we'll see IMG play uh, in the state of Texas. Just I know they played DeSoto, but I don't think we'll see them play moving forward just because coaches are together on this, you know, um, 
on keeping IMG out as much as possible. Um, but, you know, will they keep going? Will they keep doing these things? They will. You know, I think they will um, nationwide and even in Texas. And they will get their fair share. I mean, there again, there's some kids who who, who like this option. Grant Delpit, um, who uh, is on that team right now, he is from Houston Lamar, uh, 2017 safety. He's going to LSU. Jamon Osplin, uh, he is from St. Thomas here in Houston. He's on that team right now. Kellen Mond from and, San Antonio um, is their quarterback. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Kellen Mond. And, and of course, um, and, and I know those kids have probably heard their fair share of backlash sure. of all you turning your back on the community and things of that sort. Uh, I've spoken with Jamon about this, actually, and he says, and, you know, people don't understand, you know, I'm trying to do what's best for me. So there's another side to it, the kids who kind of decide to go ahead and make that jump and they feel like they're making the best decision. And it, they are, and that's great. That's great. That's that's for them. That's for the family and everything. So there's another side to it. So, you know, not, not every kid denounces it like Craig Williams did. But another interesting thing on this is I think it is interesting to see Craig Williams do what he did because um, he's a kid that could, that could absolutely get wide-eyed uh, like like most kids, and say, hey, sure, I'll check it out and just see what they offer. But sure. he sent it to his coaches and said, hey, coach, look at this. Look what they're trying to do. Um, and, and he's like, I'm with my brothers. I'm with Crosby. So I think it's interesting to see a kid publicly denounce IMG because I'm not sure we've seen that uh, quite often. But, I mean, listen, they're here to stay, and it's going to be that forever battle between Texas and IMG. Um, and But this was just such an interesting, interesting development. And um, – Texas high school football coaches feel like it's a win for them um, when yeah, they, they definitely uh, when feel they can way. publicly shame them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, we uh, we actually had Charles Davis here on the show a few weeks ago, and one thing he said about uh, IMG was, you know, we're not going to stop progress. And, there, you know, there are some kids who do like it. And he, for every kid who turns them down, there's going to be some other kid who would be interested. And, you know, I, my, my thoughts on IMG, you know, just play devil's advocate. You know, I've been, to the, I've been to IMG. I've interviewed kids and coaches and stuff over there. You know, my thought on IMG is always it's not – not for everyone, but it is for someone. And yet, I think for people who say it takes away from the high school experience, that may be true. But not every kid wants the high school experience. And if the kid and their parents don't want the high school experience, they want a prep school experience. They want something that sim- simulates college. And if, like you said, if that's what they want, then good for them. But uh, you know, I think, like you said, I think this feels like a win for. Uh, as far as Texas high school football coaches. And from that perspective, I understand for Texas high school football coaches, you know, they're trying to win games. And, and, you know, obviously it's about community and kids and things like that. But, you know, if they're not winning games, they may not get an opportunity to do that if the school decides to go in a different direction. So when they lose their top players and and their team isn't as good as they hoped, then they say, well, you know, you're kind of hurting my team and you're kind of letting these other kids down. So I understand how feelings get hurt there. But I guess my thing with IMG, it's not – I wouldn't say it's the right way or the wrong way. I just think it's a different way, and for some people, they choose to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely agree with that, and I think that's the other side that that we have to kind of respect because I, I get it, man. I totally get it. A 17-year-old kid, you're telling the 17-year-old kid, hey, come to a place where your parents will not be and you are on your own, um, but you're in a college-like facility with kids, with kids who are your age, and you're playing against, you're playing a national schedule, you're playing on TV quite a bit, um, and you're practicing against D1 players. I think they have a couple coaches there who have played in the NFL. I mean, the, in the facilities, 
I mean, it is like a college campus. It's probably better than some college campuses. But yeah, it is. I mean, you sell that to a 17-year-old kid, he's going to be like, yeah, sign me yeah. up, you know? So I, I totally get it. And, and you, you bring up a great point. Um, it's for somebody. So, you know, and, and you know, they have a place now um, in, in, in high school football recruiting. I mean, you look at it, you know, it, uh, college coaches, you know, it's not stopping them from, from um, you know, uh, offering kids from IMG, you know, um, and, and they're, they're always going to look for the best players and some of the best players in the country play at IMG. So they have a place. They have a place. And, again, I don't think they're going anywhere, but there's forever going to be this battle between, you know, moral compass and, 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 and um, between Texas high school football and IMG Academy. It's Oak Hill, and I mentioned that in the story. Like, right. I've, I've heard them compare it to Oak Hill, and basketball, but the thing is, we are so normalized to Oak Hill now, right? Because you know, Carmelo Anthony went there. It's Oak Hill, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a boarding school that's all about basketball, but they've been around so long that now it's normal. And I've heard a coach tell me that some people felt like when private schools started, you know, coming around and doing this, that some people felt like all oh, private schools they recruit and things of that sort. But we don't look at that private schools the same way as we look at IMG Academy. This is a totally different monster. This is a monster we've never seen. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I think we might have another IMG type pop up somewhere. You know, this, I don't think they'll be the only IMG school in in, in, in Florida. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the road another school like it popped up and uh, tried to do the same thing. So it's here. It's here to stay. But Texas high school football coaches are, feel like that the only way to handle it is if we band together, don't schedule them, and then – and try to get these kids on board to believe that, you know, there's nothing like playing on Friday nights with your brothers, and that's what you can't get at IMG. Absolutely, and you had, you had mentioned earlier that De, that DeSoto scheduled them last year, and we, we actually interviewed Coach Todd Peterman, and he was, he was almost apologetic. He didn't want to really talk about it yeah. last year. You know, it was his first year coaching. He was trying to find games, and he, he pretty much said, I, I couldn't find a game. There's nothing else I could do. I, I'd do. I had to put IMG in there. I don't know if that's – you know, here nor there, but it kind of spiraled him into a, a, a very mediocre season. But you were right. I'm sure he he got phone calls and emails from other Texas coaches like, what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? And it really made for a rough first season for him over at DeSoto. But to switch to a lighter uh, subject, I mean, they're back on track this year in, in 6A. And, and speaking of 6A, talk about a couple teams down there in the uh, in Houston that are doing well. I know the Woodlands are doing pretty good and, and, and North Shore. Any other 6A type teams that you think have a chance to run for a title here? Yeah, man. Well, um, you, you talk about – you just mentioned the Woodlands and North Shore, and they, they absolutely uh, uh, have a shot. Um, but, I mean, we can't – I know it's a weird year for them, but we can't forget about Katie right. just because um, this, is, this is the kind of year where they get better when it starts to matter. Um, and in the beginning of the year, they had some tough losses. They lost to uh, Austin Westlake, um, and I was at that game, and they looked young. They looked like they had a brand-new secondary, which they did, and they just looked like a younger team. And, they, of course, they lost to the Woodlands, which is, uh, in our rankings, the number one 6A team in the city. So they've got some, some losses. But I feel like this Katy team, a lot of people are comparing it to the 2018 to where they didn't have a great regular season, but once the playoffs started, they won the state. Um, and I'm not saying Katie can do that, but I'm, I am saying that, you know, we just can't bypass them just because right. they're younger. 
and they're a little bit different. You know, I think this is a program that when it when it matters and when they get it together and when the lights are brightest, they show up. And so we can't forget about them. Um, and, man, in, you know, in 6A, I think there are a lot of dark horses. Uh, we like Cypress Ranch. Okay. Um, they have won 20 straight district games. Um, and it depends on where they fall, uh, Division One or Division Two. but they are they played for a state championship a couple of years ago, lost to Allen um, and Colin Murray. But uh, they're a program that they've only been around a couple of years, but they've gotten better every year, and they've absolutely got a chance to make a run, depending on where they fall, Division One, or Division Two. Um, you know, Atascacita just took a loss to North Shore, but they're another program that can kind of make a run and make some things interesting. We like Klein Collins. Um, uh, Ailey Taylor is a dark horse, and they've only been to third round once uh, in the past couple of years, 2009. But um, you know, they're in a, they're in a district that they could win in 23-6A with some tough teams, and they're off to a 6-0 start. And they might be a dark horse that shows up deep in the playoffs, but. Yeah, all those teams, man, they absolutely have a shot uh, to make a run uh, when it comes to deep in the playoffs. But, again, you just mentioned the Woodlands and North Shore. Those are right now head and shoulders, the best two 6A teams um, in the city. And the Woodlands is so interesting because they're in Region 2, and they've kind of stubbed their toe early in the playoffs the past couple of years, but people feel like they are for real with this defense and with this quarterback, Eric Schmidt. Uh, they are for real, and they absolutely have a chance to get the state and North Shore, good once again, good always. Sometimes they have a down year. Um, some people feel like they have a down year this year, but they are very much good again and very much a threat to get to Arlington. Hey, Adam, we'll uh, get you out of here with this. Uh, looking at maybe some individual players in the Houston area, some top prospects. I know you know Marvin Wilson is one of the top players in the country, but he's been injured. Who are maybe some like top players you're keeping an eye on from an individual perspective as we get towards the end of the regular season here? Yeah, man. Um, well, you mentioned Marvin Wilson. He has been hurt. I think he'll come back this week. But, uh, you know, I look at Tonell Carter from Lincoln Creek. He's going to Georgia. Um, he's having a, a great season, kind of helping Lincoln Creek get back on track there uh, over there in 17-6A. But he's definitely one of those players. Um, C.D. Lamb at Foster. He's going to Oklahoma. Uh, arguably uh, one of the best receivers, of, arguably the best, the best receiver in this class. And he's been having a great year. Um, Walker Little at Episcopal, um, right right next to Marvin Wilson. I think 24-7 Sports has Walker Little as the top prospect in Texas right now. Wow. And I've heard people talk about this kid. Um, you look at him, and he's an NFL offensive lineman. High praise for a high school guy, but he really is that guy. I mean, he has the size, the footwork, the, the measurables, the, the – the intangibles, I mean, he is that offensive tackle that you plug in and you don't have to worry about for years to come, um, and he's just definitely a guy to watch. Um, and the, the thing about uh, Houston right now that I'm always interested in is quarterback. You know, in Dallas, I feel like, you know, quarterbacks, you, you know, they, they, it's a little bit better in Dallas with quarterbacks. In Houston, right. you know, we're kind of wondering what's going on with the quarterback position because hit and miss. Yes, Jalen Hurts. We had him last year, and he's right. doing well for Alabama. But this year is kind of a, well, who's really the best quarterback in Houston? If you look at the recruiting rankings, it's Connor Lee Blumick, uh, and he's going to Texas A&M. Um, what is he, six, I think he's six seven, uh, 200-something pounds. But he hurt his foot earlier in the year, and he's out for the year. And I don't think we ever really got a chance to see him um, really blossom a full year as a starter because last year he was splitting snaps. 
but he is a Texas A&M commit, so it'll be interesting to see him, you know, when he kind of reemerges. But, I mean, Tyler Page at Friendswood, I mean, he just has incredible numbers. Uh, he is 5'11", uh, but, and so he might end up playing receiver at the next level, but uh, he's just a highlight reel and uh, just a great, fun guy to watch. Uh, so many players, man, in Houston, man. I mean, you know, by the time signing day comes, you look at it, this class is really impressive. I think the 2018 class has a chance to be better for Houston than the 2017 class because um, when you talk about uh, Max Wright and Katie Taylor and um, and uh, yeah, just guys like that, um, it's it, it definitely got a chance to be better. But yeah, uh, it does start and begin. It's, it does start and end with Marvin Wilson. Yes, he's missed a couple of games, but I mean, you know, he's a behemoth. And once he gets going, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up signing. All right, well, before we let you go, maybe you can uh, tell us a couple, two, three games that we can uh, look out for down in the Houston area this weekend. Yeah, man, um, it's kind of rivalry weekend down here in Houston. Um, we uh, It's Pearland and Pearland-Dawson. That's a huge game in the back in their, in their backyard. Um, it's, uh, it's a huge game for that district. Um, Dawson trying to make the playoffs and really trying to win that district. They're, they're, they're kind of in the mix. And Pearland, of course, one of the more established programs, not only in, in Houston but in the state. Um, and that's always hotly contested. It'll be packed on both sides. Um, Atascacita is playing Summer Creek. Uh, Atascacita is coming off a loss to North Shore, but Summer Creek is undefeated. Uh, both of those teams um, in, in the humble ISD district and uh, both have a chance to kind of make some noise this year. That'll be a big game. Um, and in the Class 5A, Magnolia West and Magnolia, this game's not going to ring out statewide, but it is a rivalry game, and both teams are, are good for the really just the first time in a long time. So both of those teams have a chance to win the district. Um, and in, in 17-6A, Sci-Fair and Sci-Creek, also rivalries. Um, you know, Sci-Fair uh, in the mix in the playoff hunt, and Sci-Creek trying to stay in the playoff mix over there. So, a lot of these rivalry games mean something, and that's what's going to make this weekend fun when you have these rivalry games and they mean something in the district standings. So, um, yeah, we're really excited about covering them this weekend. All right, Adam Coleman, great stuff. We appreciate you. Adam Coleman with the Houston Chronicle. You can also see him as a regular guest on Inside High School Sports uh, in the Houston area on KHOU every Saturday morning. Adam, great discussion, a lot of good stuff today. We really appreciate it. We'll uh, check in with you again. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. All right, thanks a lot to Adam Coleman for joining us. Boy, he's a great well, he guest. Had he, some good stuff, he has a lot he? of good stuff to say. Uh, you know, getting back to the IMG Academy thing, you know, that's such a really hot topic. And, it you is. know, um, and, and I know people in Texas get really fired up about it. And, uh, you know, I don't mind playing the devil's advocate on this thing because, like I said, I've been to IMG Academy. I've interviewed the coaches. I've interviewed their players. It, it's a nice facility. I understand why people in Texas don't like it, uh, right. or coaches in Texas particularly. Um, and, and But, you know, like I said in our conversation with Adam, it's not for everybody, but right. it is for somebody. So if, if this kid from Crosby doesn't want to go there, well, that they'll just go on to the next one, and right. somebody else will go there. So And like Charles Davis, uh, we were talking about, if you want to go back to one of our old podcasts on PrepTicket.com, Charles Davis was talking about this with us about a month ago, and he right. said, uh, you know, I'm not going to judge kids. You know, it's not going away. It's part of progress. So I, I understand why people don't like it. I'm not saying you have to like it. But I'm saying it's here to stay. Right. And uh, but I, you know I see both sides of it because I think if if that's what you want as a as a student, if that's what your parents want for you, if it's everything you want as far as getting away from high school, then you know more power to you. Right. And it is what it is. But like Adam brought up, it just seems a little sneaky to slide into the DMs like that. And I mean, 
he brought up Oak Hill, but nothing. Obviously, they've been around before the Twitter era started. But you know, I don't ever hear anything about them trying to sneak into a Twitter thing. Hey, why don't you come up this way? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But yeah. that just 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 has a little shadiness to it, and I, it kind of tarnishes. I heard somebody uh, somebody brought up. You know, maybe it wouldn't be as big a deal if Crosby wasn't in the middle of their season, right? Right. Like maybe if this. Uh, conversation started in January or something like that. Maybe that's part of the sticking point. But really, with Texas high school football coaches, and I understand why – they they just want to stay stay away from our kids right. and, and just leave us alone. And I understand why they say that. Like I mentioned with Adam, uh, if I'm a Texas high school football coach and I've got this kid in my program who I've known since he was in sixth right. or seventh grade, he's been in our feeder programs and he's a senior and I'm Learned excited. Offenses all over the place. I, I, he's exciting and I'm really looking forward to his senior year. I think we've got a st- shot at a state championship, and all right. of a sudden he's gone. I understand That's why. Anger well, me, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can't. I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd be jealous. I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd say, well, I wish you well, son, if that's what you want to do. But I'd be like, man, that, that's one of my kids. Right. You know, you took one of my kids. But, um, but I see it from the kids' perspective too. Like we've talked about Kellen Mond. I, you know, I did a story on Kellen Mond on uh, Sports Stars of Tomorrow just last week, um, and you know, he he loves IMG and right. he's happy there, and he he loves the challenge. That he's they've gone on the road. They beat Grayson, which is a powerful program in Georgia. Uh, they beat. Uh, big time uh, centennial out in California okay. and and they they love that experience they love flying around the country and they yeah. love the kind of a college atmosphere like I said it's it's not the high school experience I know that's what Texas high school football coaches and a lot of people say about right. IMG Academy it's, it takes away from the high school experience and I agree with that it it's not a high school experience but not everybody wants the high school experience. Right. Some kids say, look, I'm done with high school. I don't want to be here anymore. Right. I, and, and if that's what you want, if that, it, like I'm not going to be one who's to tell the parent, this is the way you should raise your kids, and this is the kind of school you, could, you should send your kids to. So I think there's a lot of different paths uh, t- to success. Well, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, people, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, I was so much looking forward to getting to college, I wasn't going to go the athletic route. But who needs the you know high school experience when your eyes are set on college and, and doing things there? So yeah, and to kind of reiterate what I all, another thing I said is that you know it's not the right way, it's not the wrong way, it's just a different way. Right. And you know as we go forward years and years from now, uh, I don't think every successful kid in college is going to be a kid who went to a private academy. There will be some, but right. there will still always be kids who went to public schools and kids who went to a traditional private school. You know there all there are so many different paths to success, and it kind of just depends on the kids. Say like look at the Heisman race right now. Who are the top players in college football Lamar Jackson where's he from inner city Miami right uh Christian McCaffrey he went to a nice lovely private school in this Denver suburbs right uh, Jabril Peppers uh he is he went grew up in a rough neighborhood in New Jersey but he went to a private school in New Jersey uh Deshaun Watson he's from a, a school just a public school way out in the middle of nowhere in Georgia so all different backgrounds all different paths to success and you'll see that for years to come, like if if we get 15 down, years down the road and every Heisman contender went to an IMG Academy like place, then say, well, okay, well that's the right way to do it. Right. But I don't think we're going to see that. No, you, you will see some. Yeah, there will be some who will sneak up there and be NFL draft picks and things like that. But there will always be kids who went to traditional public schools and traditional private schools who were very right. successful. I, it's just a different path, and whatever uh, a parent or a student wants for themselves, and say, this is what I want to do more power to you. Right. I understand why you don't like it. I'm not saying you have to like it, but I'm saying for some people, it's exactly what they want. Choose your path, follow it, and hope it works out for you. I agree with that completely. Yeah, so hot topic. If you have any responses to it, hit us up on uh, oh, yeah, Twitter, definitely. Prep Tickets. They, like, hit, interested in your thoughts on the whole IMG Academy thing. I think I, I know where a lot of opinions would stand in Texas yeah, like football, but uh, <laughs> yes, but uh, you know, know what you I'm certainly about. open to opinions and discussion, and who knows, maybe this might be a topic we talk about regularly on we the show. We had a nice off off uh, off air talk with uh, Hal Watson about it earlier right. in the year. So he had some hot 
opinions on it. Yeah, which I, I know I understand why Texas high school football coaches don't like it. And, uh, you know, Adam said we may see another IMG Academy in the future or something similar. And who knows? It might be in Texas. I, I mean, I think there have been a s- speculation that IMG was looking at land in Houston to build another right. facility. So. Who knows what will happen down the road. So, but I think like it's a hot topic. It's a great topic. It's good for podcasts and things like that. So I see both sides of it and you know, whatever you choose for your kids and your student athletes, more power to you. Absolutely. Hey, Ward, before we get out of here, why don't we just wrap up with a couple games to watch here in week seven? Yeah, no, we're in week eight. Week eight. Actually, actually, week eight. Yeah, Guys, we're, it's getting we're past us already. Uh, well, there's, there's a good one up here in the, in the DFW area. You know, Allen's after they played Hoover, they've kind of had not much competition where well, they got their district rival Denton Geyer coming in. Uh, Denton Geyer's fully running team now. They're, they've got two bulldozing running backs and Myron Mason and young Noah Kane. And we'll see how Allen does against that. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call my shot here. I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot with Geyer pulling off the win. Wow. That's, that's my opinion. I just don't think Allen has been tested. It's a different type team. They're going to fire people in Allen. That's going to be on the bulletin board. <laughs> I know. They're going to get riled up. That's I'm calling my shot. I may be wrong. I've been wrong many times before. But I think this Geyer team has already played – what I feel is the best team in Texas, which is which is DeSoto, and and they just play completely different styles, which is why mm-hmm. they got stomped out in that game. But they do play a similar style with Allen. We'll see how that one goes. But I think I can go up in there and Allen and beat them. I don't know what you think, but yeah, I, I I'm gonna stick with Allen until somebody does beat him. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna favor Allen in that game, but I I don't disagree with anything you said about right. Geyer. And that's a team who I think once we get to the playoffs and they're gonna be clicking. I don't think anybody's gonna want to face Geyer on the road. To, Absolutely. Or to state. Hey, what about this uh, La Vega and China Spring game? That that's... could be another upset type game because that game is at China Spring. Mm-hmm. La Vega just finished coming off a big game against Liberty uh, Liberty Hill and beat them by 14, but they're ranked three in the state. China Springs ranked five in the state. That's going to be a big game in the Waco area. You should definitely get down to there if you can make it. It's a huge 4A game, and either one of those teams, I would, I would not be surprised seeing playing for state. So that that is going to be a battle of all battles. Yeah, that should, that should be one. Definitely keep an eye on it. I think I kind of lean with you with the home team there. I think right. China Spring being at home in front of that crowd it's going to, might be a tough spot for La Vega, but – until somebody you know beats La Vega, yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to kind of go against them. But uh, and one more uh, game to look forward to in Austin. Uh, we're looking forward to Cedar Park and Georgetown. Georgetown got upset last week by oh, Rouse. They got, they got beat badly. It's, yeah. it's bad enough to lose, but to give up sixty points like that yeah. was, was ridiculous. I don't think anybody saw that coming. So I think it'll be interesting to see how Georgetown rebounds if uh, they're able to bounce back right. and get what would be a significant upset win over top-ranked Cedar Hill or I'm sorry, Cedar, Cedar Park. Park. Yeah, you'd have uh, to you have to rebound pretty good to beat that team. I, I can't see them them beating them but that's a I don't maybe Rouse was a look past game but you can't look past and lose by five touchdowns right, I mean yeah. it's one thing to lose yeah, we'll see how we'll see how Georgetown refocuses we'll, we'll see if they give Cedar Park a game or if uh you know they still maybe hung over from that uh upset loss a week ago right. but Georgetown's a good team I think I, I think they're they can, a good squad I think they'll hang around but uh I, I Cedar Park's be, probably a little yeah, better I'd be highly concerned with the defense giving up 60 like that yeah. and you know we need to I'd be remiss not to rip to reflect on one of the biggest upsets we've seen in the DFW area last week right? when winless Byron Nelson went into U.S. Trinity was state-ranked at the time and right. beat him in overtime 21-20. I know Trinity had a lot of players uh, suspended for, for grade issues or what have you, but you cannot lose that game. That, right. That's a game you cannot lose. They lost it at home. Uh, they turned the ball over like crazy. It was 0-0 at the half. Is that the biggest win in the brief history of Byron Nelson football? I believe so. It has to be. It right. has to be. I mean, I... We were people around the media were trying to think of bigger upset in this area. You were thinking all the way back in the playoffs. I think it was in 05 or 06 when Rowlett beat Allen, mm-hmm. 
in the first round of a playoff. That was so long ago. This is such a shocking thing. Right. And, uh, and Trinity has their rival this Thursday against Bell. It's, Bell hasn't beat him in, God, I think it's been 15, 14-something <laughs> years. This may be the time to jump in there. <laughs> right. Might be. Get them while they're down. Well, Bell might be upset. Be like, Thanks for a lot for, up, for yeah, exactly. getting a mad Byron Nelson. Now they're not going to. Thanks make... for poking that bear with a stick. <laughs> so, now they're going to maul us. Yeah. We'll, uh... So we'll keep an eye on that game, uh, too. Hey, great show today. We had a, a lot of great stuff to talk about. As always, we welcome your feedback. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Prep Ticket. Uh, I am individually, I'm Joe McCann3. I'm at the Wizard. And, uh, hey, you can leave your comments, leave your ratings and reviews on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play as well. And, uh, hey, again, great discussion today with Adam Coleman. You can hit him up on Twitter as well. He's Cron Coleman. You can check out his article and uh, all the good stuff he does down there uh, in Houston. But, hey, that's going to do it for this week. We look forward to talking with you again next week here on Prep Ticket. See you all later.